This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And good evening and welcome to hour number two. Counting you down to LSU and Texas A&M. Along with uh, former LSU great quarterback Herb Tyler. I'm Deke Bellavere on the beautiful LSU campus. Coming up in a few moments, Jeff Palermo, sports director and news director at uh, Louisiana Network, will be with us to give us his take on LSU and Texas A&M. And it's senior night tonight, and the uh, the boys from the Bayou, LaFont and Abear, they have gone overboard. I'm getting ready to, Man, getting ready to put this. a picture on WWR oh, radio Facebook page, and they've got a pile of food here. Chicken like wings, some, yeah. frog legs, some fish. Five griots. Some viats. Been, been, been marinating, oh, marinating for two days. Oh, man. Yes. I can just see it. What, what? Should we take a timeout? I thought they called my <laughs> Should name. Should we call a timeout? Not a 30 seconds. What <laughs> What'd you say? Man, that is some good stuff there. That I know is. what we're going to do with it, huh? Oh, I know what we're going to do with it. <laughs> A-Bear and LaFont hooked it up for us. Yes. Yes. I came to the Arkansas game. Yes, y'all. You thirsty? Okay. Jackie said she's thirsty. Here. Whatever's in there, drink that. There you go. That's live real radio. There right you go there. right there, yeah. man. When the baby so girl says she needs something to drink, Yeah, they, they asked me, they said, oh, you brought the girls today? I said, man, when you said chicken wings and fish, of exactly. course I was bringing the girls <laughs> I let them experience some of that good good stuff. But, man, big, big day today. And, you know, Herb, uh, this is in a, in a schedule that LSU had at home this year. Let's face it. it's Everybody would say, you know, you love to be at Tiger Stadium any time. But this schedule is. Uh, yeah, okay. But next year, man, you're talking yes. about both of the Mississippi yeah. schools. You're talking about having Alabama mm-hmm. and Georgia. Mm-hmm. And if not for the whole hurricane thing a year ago, you'd have had Florida too. Absolutely. And you open up with University of Miami and your nine conference games, you got Tech, Southeastern, and Southern Miss. So that's a that's one of the best home schedules LSU's ever had, I Look, think, next year. For a second year head coach, he's got his, his work cut out for him, yeah. right? Yeah. But the thing about it is he's going to have everybody on campus supporting him. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things. And that's one of the reasons why you have those particular games, um, you know, on campus. Cause, so you can bring mm-hmm. as many people, invite as many people as you need here so the whole Tiger Nation can stand up and come and support. But I love it, man. It's going to be awesome. It, 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 we're going to be tested from game one all the way to game 10 and 11 at that particular uh, next year in 2018. And I'm going to tell you who's going to answer the bell, answer the call. Coach O. Coach O is going to have him ready to roll. We're going to have those running backs we need. We're going to have the quarterbacks we need. We're going to have the offensive linemen we need. And we're going to be ready and willing and, and just really passionate about what we're doing See here. I guarantee you. Class. And, look, I'm going to tell you that we can – we it's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. But we can run the table on that. <laughs> no. It's gonna I'm going to tell you, it's going to be difficult, but we can do probably it. Maybe may a top – certainly a top 15 matchup, LSU and University of Miami. Yes. That'll be a big one, and we know they'll have big those games and what kind of weight they carry. We so. win tonight and we win the bowl game, we'll definitely be top 15. And they're going to be top 15 if they win the bowl game. I agree. I agree. All right, so let's take a quick timeout because we got Jeff Palermo coming up a little earlier. We'll go ahead and break and come back and get Jeff's takes. Last night he was covering prep football. He saw some of the future stars tomorrow. And, again, Puka Williams – the third straight game, the young man from Hanville rushes for over 300 yards, and uh, he's a guy that uh, certainly would be bode well if LSU could somehow lure him 
to come to play in Baton Rouge. Count you down to LSU and Texas A&M. Thanks so much to the boys Thanks from the Bayou. Abe and LaFont really hooking us Perfect. up. Yes, indeed. Count you down to the Aggies and the Tigers. It's 630 tonight right here on WWL. Louisiana Network Sports Director, News Direct, Jeff Palermo, columnist at WWL.com. Joins us now, LSU and Texas A&M. Jeff, thank you for being with us. Uh, big night last night as it is uh, the prep football scene. Quarterfinals on one side, semifinals on another. Jeff, where were you last night? I know you had to be at a pretty good matchup somewhere. Well, it, it was uh, shaping up to be a good matchup. Newman and Catholic, but... Uh, oh, Catholic, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Catholic of New Iberia uh, steamrolled uh, Newman in the second quarter there, scoring four touchdowns. But very impressive performance by the Panthers and their head coach, Brent Indes. Uh They were really good last night. They were clicking. Uh, didn't give Newman an inch offensively. No. And then uh, as far as what Catholic did on their when they had the football, uh, Diallo Landry, their quarterback, who Nickel State was looking at, threw for nearly 400 yards in the game in a wing tee offense. So that gives you a sense of uh, the kind of playmakers that Catholic has. And now they'll play excuse me, they'll play Notre Dame in the Division Three state championship game. Notre Dame beat Catholic High of New Iberia earlier this season, 37 to nothing. I anticipate a much closer game uh, this time around. Yeah, they, they looked phenomenal uh, last night just on the highlights that I saw. There's no doubt about it. Jeff Palermo is here with us now. Jeff, LSU and Texas A&M, and when you think about it, uh, it hey, look, some people take it to, it's kind of like one of those things where, you know, you could talk about uh, the family if you are the family, but anybody that talks about the family that's not a family member, where well, it kind of, it looks a little, uh, you know, people don't take to that kindly. And my point is, is that being relevant and being a program that is uh, competing at a high level in the conference every year, that's not been the case when it's been the LSU, and uh, that's evident because this is the first time since 2012 LSU can be six and two in league play. Uh, with that said, that'd be huge if they were to beat A&M and finish that high in the conference. Yeah, and uh, another chance to win 10 games this season. They haven't done that since 2013. And so the last three years gives you an idea. There was a, a, a definitely the program started uh, sliding uh, after the 2013 season. Some would say mm-hmm. after the uh, two, after the national championship game following the 2011 season. But still, uh, this is a, a, a good season for Illinois. If they're able to get the job here tonight. Um, you know, the, the definitely it could change uh, the whole uh, the whole feeling around the program if they do lose here tonight. Uh, then you're looking at well, five and three, uh, eight you know eight and four in the regular season. Uh, had a chance uh, just it just just like last year when they had a chance to beat Florida at home, Deke, and they didn't get the job done. It'd be really disappointing if again they they didn't get the job done again at home against the team that they should beat. Absolutely, Jeff. I agree with you 100%. Now, what does Coach O have to do in order to get these guys pumped? And do you think we'll see something additional offensively-wise in regards to the scheme or, or if we're going to put any more pressure on Texas A&M's defense, uh, you know, with the pass or the run game? I think for LSU is just get Darius Geis and Daryl Williams all lathered up in this one. I, I don't know if Texas A&M can stop LSU rushing the football. They obviously didn't do it last year when Darius Geist set a school record for most rushing yards of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leonard Fournette always had success against Texas A&M. The Tigers have had success in this winning streak that they've had over Texas A&M. 
Pittsburgh running the football, being a more physical football team. And I don't know if A&M can, can out-physical LSU, especially inside Tiger Stadium. So, to me, the game plan is for you know LSU to run the ball, take care of the football like he's done all season long, and if so, LSU should win by a couple of touchdowns. Jeff, let's see if we can get you on a better connection. It's kind of fading in and out. We'll get uh, uh, Dave to check with you because we want to make sure we got uh, everybody can hear correctly. So we'll get with Jeff again in a minute. And brings up a good point uh, how big this game is, Herb. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, not only that, but when you look at the LSU roster and you look at the A&M roster, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of Louisiana presence on that A&M roster. And I would say of the teams that play uh, in the conference uh, that play LSU, Herb, mm-hmm. The, the kids from the state that are on the A&M roster uh, make more of a contribution uh, than probably any other team. I know there's several on the, Al- on the Alabama's team, but as far as getting there and playing right off the bat, there's been a lot that have been at A&M, and, and there's a lot now. Coach Sumlin's found him a, a little pathway to Louisiana uh, in recruiting. He, he, you know, he brings in some really great talent from mm-hmm. Louisiana. You know, he brought in uh, Kendall Bussey Jr. Yeah. Um, he, uh, a couple of years back, he had uh, Noel Noel yeah, Ellis Jr. Yeah, that's right. Had um, a young and, man from DeRitter, defensive back. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Speedy Noel. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, so you know, he's he's brought in some really top ten or top guys. Let's call it that, top tier guys, uh, recruiting wise. Then you know, the thing about the thing about Kevin Summers that's that's kind of, you know, for me, it just makes. It doesn't make any sense. This guy was on the rise, man. He was at Houston, and he was so great. Oh, yeah. He got the job at Texas A&M. He got Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel wins the Heisman Trophy. Um, and then, you know, he had two other guys come in. Kyle Murray, I think is his name. And then I can't think, I cannot put the other guy. And his, his name escapes me right now. But these two guys were going to be, the, the you know, the, the, the successors to Johnny Manziel. And right. this was going to take – these guys were going to take this program to another level. And then all of a sudden, both of these guys leave. Right away, what was going on at that point in time that, you know, that made these guys just want to leave and go to a different school all of a sudden? And then ever since then, they've just never gotten on track quarterback-wise or offensively-wise for that matter. And I just don't I don't, I don't know what happened. I, I want to know what happened on the inside with Kevin Sumlin and for, you know, for, the, for, you know, for a guy that was on a rise so great and so fast to just all of a sudden kind of just plateau and then start to – to come down from that no exactly jeff rejoins us now and jeff uh you know what's it's, it's kind of i don't know if you say uh deja vu but uh, there's been some rumblings that a&m is interested in jimbo fisher and here we are two years uh, later from uh, a situation that last game of the year what's going to happen uh, Les miles his uh, future was uh, in in doubt uh going into the game supposedly there were dealings going on during the game lsu winds up winning and then uh, 32 seconds before he goes to the podium, he's told, you're our coach. And uh, supposedly all the support came up. Now it's kind of like on A&M. You know, uh, is, if Jimbo Fisher is their man, do they have a definitive answer? Do they know? If not, you're risking, uh, you know, hey, Kevin Sumner could win tonight and then win nine games. I mean, you're going to fire a coach that won nine, nine games. games and or even eight games. Around. Yeah. And, you know, beat LSU for the first time and hung with Alabama. So it's, it's a lot more drama. But here we are again two years later, Jeff, and it's centered around Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. It's, a, it's supposed to be a rivalry game, right? LSU-Texas mm-hmm. A&M. But because of everything that happens surrounding the game now for the last three years involving coaching rumors, with, as you mentioned, Les Miles two years ago, Ed Orgeron last season, and now Kevin mm-hmm. Summel this season, it, it, you, you really can't get that rivalry game that you're you're hoping to try to really establish here between LSU and A&M because the storyline is not about the two teams on the field. It's always about 
the coaches or who, the, about the athletic directors or about who might be the next coach or Jimbo Fisher. Maybe they call this the Jimbo Fisher Bowl from now on. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's crazy. Uh, you know, to take it a step further on the Kevin, Kevin somewhat point, I mean, this is this could be a 10-win team outside, you know, if they won tonight. And then if they didn't have one bad half against UCLA, I mean, that's, that's the right. fine line that these coaches are really – they're, they're, it's a tough profession. <laughs> now they get paid a lot of money, so I'm not going to feel sorry for them, you know, no. at any time. But um, you know, a bad loss here, uh, a recruit goes there that you didn't get, and that could cost you your job. That's just uh, that's just the cutthroat business that these guys decide to, to enter into, and it's uh, it's a lot of pressure, and it's a lot of pressure on these athletic directors. I mean, when you're looking at six or so openings in the SEC. I don't know if there's six quality head coaches that can fill those jobs and those programs all of a sudden become what their fan base is and uh, what the athletic directors want them to be. So uh, I wouldn't want to be an AD, wouldn't want to be a head coach in college football. Glad I just get to watch it all from the perimeter, but it, it's difficult. And uh, it would be nice if this LSU A&F game was really about the team and they were about the two teams and they were actually playing for something instead of it's all about the future and really what what happens in that game doesn't matter. Jeff Palermo, columnist at WWL.com, Louisiana mm-hmm. Network Sports Director, is with us. All right, Jeff, uh, this matchup tonight, uh, LSU, Texas A&M, what do you see in this one? What are your keys when Jeff Palermo breaks this game down? Well, like I said, I think for LSU, it's, uh, it's all about establishing a run, right? Uh, I, I think, uh, and if A&M can stop it, and if A&M has some success, kind of like what Tennessee did, Tennessee played really well. Maybe John Chavis can steal a little bit from what Tennessee did. Tennessee's got to, or Texas A&M's got to play with that kind of emotion that Tennessee did last week because LSU had trouble blocking the volunteers and really went bailed out LSU with some special teams play. So uh, if, if LSU's not able to run the ball well tonight, this, this could be a, this could be a dogfight. Then it's up to LSU making plays through the air, winning the special teams battle. They did that against Tennessee last week. A big reason why they won as easily as they did against the Volunteers. And, and I think for uh, you know LSU defensively, uh, yeah. always you know, trying to get pressure on the quarterback. Uh, that's always uh, significant, and, and a couple of turnovers. Let's see if LSU can do that as well. And, and hopefully the crowd's uh, rowdy here tonight. It's the last home game, 6.30 start, perfect weather. Uh, no excuse for the fans not to be in their seats at 6.30 and to be in this one right from the start. Absolutely. And, Jeff, uh, moving forward, LSU stands to lose two good running backs, and Geis and, and Williams, uh, mm-hmm. what that happened. They missed out on ATN last year. Uh, the young man in Hanville, his, his stock is rising as fast in the season as we have seen. Uh, where are they at the, at the running back position? I know they got the young man committed from Florida, but it it's almost seems like imperative that, uh, you know, if there's a good running back in Louisiana, uh, man, they can't lose in two years in a row. No, and Puka Williams, um, soon, uh, on Sunday, you know, obviously the coach is going to really start uh, the recruiting process uh, ramping it up here with the National Signing Day coming up on December 20th, I believe, the early signing period. If there isn't an LSU coach visiting Puka Williams on Sunday, then there's something seriously wrong with uh, their recruiting strategy because uh, he's as good as uh, any running back that's come out of the state in a while. Uh, I mean, he's he's right up there, I think, with what we saw with Clyde Edwards, Eler at Catholic a, a couple years ago. No, he's not as big as a Darius Geis or a Jeremy Hill or someone like that. But uh, this guy is something special. His ability 
to uh, hit it into a second gear once he gets back past the initial yeah. line of scrimmage. It's something very impressive. He's got some moves. Uh, you know, Ed Orgeron was asked about that earlier this week, and he still has confidence in Nick Brosette. Clyde edwards Eler has been developing. Don't forget about Lennart Fournette is on this roster. But it is yeah. going to be strange next season. Zeke, and I've been covering LSU football since 2000, and I, I don't remember ever a year where you went into the season and you didn't really feel like you, you didn't know who was going to be the main guy carrying the football. And you go yeah. into the 2018 season and you'll have you, you'll have that question mark all season long. You have really no idea who's going to who will yeah. emerge as LSU's lead back next season. And look, no, nothing against those, and I, you know, hey, I, you're going to need several running backs, but all of those. All of those young men—they're pale in comparison with with the. And I know Brissett had all the yards in the world, but no, you, you, this this kid from—I think the kid from Covington as well. They, they, I, they can't lose this kid. I mean, no. the, I know I know the guys are no longer here that dropped the ball on ATN, and you know that was kind of one thing. But they got on him late last year after he decommitted from A and M, and now he's a leading rusher for Clemson as a true freshman. It, it would just it would just hurt because when you see what they have coming back mm-hmm. with the line, the quarterback, receivers, to not have a centerpiece back coming back with that class because he's the type of kid that can come in and make an impact as a, as a freshman, as, as we've seen around here. Yes, he will. I'll throw one other name out at you, Deke. What about Julian Gump at, at De La Salle? I mean, he's not going to obviously play quarterback yeah. at the college level, but the guy can yeah. run the football. And um, he, he might be he might be another answer as well. So they're not yep. gonna, they don't have to go to Texas. They don't have no, to they go don't. to they get don't. their next running back. They got a couple of choices here. That's the decision they decide to I do. I agree. I agree. Yes, sir. All right. uh, Jeff Palermo, columnist at www.com. Jeff, as always, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks. All right, All right Jeff. Hey, CBS update. And welcome back. Counting down to LSU and Texas A&M. Two six zero one eight seven to give us your keys to the game tonight and who you think is going to win between LSU and the Aggies. So before we get to our special guest, let's get you caught up on some scores of some games now. Getting close to these uh, noon games coming to an end. Here we go right now. Number seven, Georgia. It has gone final. They take care of Georgia Tech, thirty-eight to seven. It is number nine, Ohio State. Just missed the field goal, but they still lead Michigan, twenty-four to twenty. And Michigan now gets the football with probably one final shot uh, to win that game. Oklahoma State, no problem with Kansas right now, 58-17. to 17. The Cowboys will improve to 9-3 and three on the season. Big day for Mason Rudolph, 494 passing and two TDs. Also right now, Memphis, they get their 10th victory of the season. They go to the American Championship game now, 70-13 to 13 over East Carolina. Coming up, uh, kickoff is just a moment away. Number one, Alabama, and number six, Auburn. Number five, Wisconsin is at Minnesota this afternoon. Of course, Wisconsin has already punched their ticket to the Big Ten Championship game next week against Ohio State. Number 10, Penn State is at Maryland. Boise State, the 23rd-ranked Broncos visit Fresno State. Number four, Oklahoma. Baker Mayfield will not start this game due to his uh, gestures toward the crowd last mm-hmm. week, Herb. At, Kyle uh, Murray starting today. Mm-hmm. Kyle Murray starting today. Texas a oh, wow. Exactly. So number four, Oklahoma entertaining West Virginia. Number five, Michigan State is at Rutgers. 23rd, 22nd ranked Northwestern is at Illinois. The uh, Palmetto Bowl, Clemson, is at South Carolina this evening. Texas A&M, of course, will be here in Baton Rouge. Out west, Notre Dame is at Stanford. 
keeping an eye on that one, Mr. Tyler. Yeah, man. Also, number three, the Apple Cup, Washington State is at Washington. Both those teams trying to finish ahead of each other in the Pac-12. As we said earlier in the weekend, Thursday night, you saw former Landry Walker star Keaton Thompson with a huge game over 300 yards and two scores, but just not enough as Ole Miss takes care of Mississippi State. 31 to 28. Next, we'll find out what Dan Mullen does and also what Ole Miss does in the form of hiring a coach. Pittsburgh beat Miami yesterday, 24 to 14, really hurting the ACC. Now, if Miami goes on and beats Clemson, what does that do to, to the ACC champ? Are they already in, or will they take a look at that bad loss from Pittsburgh over Miami? TCU beat Baylor yesterday, 45 to 22. Scott Frost and Charlie Strong, both big head coaching names that have been floating around there. As Scott Frost and the Central Florida Black Knights take care of South Florida yesterday, 49 to 42. South Florida. 11-0 and in conference play. They'll play Memphis in the championship game. And Virginia Tech takes care of Virginia in the Commonwealth Trophy Bowl 10-0. That's a, look that's a low score. Yeah, that's that some scores. Yes, indeed. Well, a gentleman that uh, go back into the uh, 90s, a period of the 80s and 90s, you go back to names, man, Cordell Stewart, Shannon Clavell, I could, who I could say? West Bank, baby. It's West Bank. It's the West Bank So thing. many things over West on the West Bank, Bank in New Orleans. Herb Tyler, and the next man is here with us, Kendall Bussy. Bus, good to see you, my man. man How are you? Man, great to be here with you. I'm doing awesome. Yes, indeed. University of Colorado, by way of uh, university. Was it was it ULM then, Bus, or was it Northeast? It was Northeast Louisiana. Northeast, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I was thinking it was before they made the change. Mm -hmm. Northeast Indians. But Kendall Bussy joins us now. Kendall, uh, being a big prep star in the state and then coming back here, of course, your son is a star for Texas A&M. Uh, what, what is it like when you see all these prep stars that uh, you play with? You're sitting here now with Herb. You guys played together uh, talking about uh, young men. Uh, both of your sons are playing, yours with A&M, Herb's with Stanford. So many out there. Just It just seems like uh, there are bigger states. There's Texas, there's Florida, there's California. But it's hard for me to imagine per capita that there's a better place for prep football and stars that go on to college. I tell people all the time, I think, when you look at skill position. Visiting with Kendall Bussy is here with us. Two gentlemen that played on the prep scene on the West Bank. Uh, I'd say back in the day, I won't make them feel too old. Cause they both right, look like man. they can play. Hey, man, with age comes wisdom. They both right? look like they can play a little bit. We're talking about uh, how how plentiful the prep scene is in mm -hmm. Louisiana. And any any year, it doesn't matter, Kendall. Uh, this year alone, we, we're seeing kids that – Going into a season, we had some that were ranked, and then you see other ones that are just climbing, like Puka Williams at Honville, mm -hmm. young man at Covington. And there's just so many stars that are there. And then there's a lot that don't get a lot of exposure for some reason. They may fly below the radar, and then they may go a JUCO route or a small school route, and then, bam, one day you see him like the uh, the Richard kid from Peabody. He started running back for the Raiders. You know, I yep. didn't even hear him when he played prep football. Just goes to show you how deep Louisiana is. And it's a credit to the, the high school coaches. I think it's a credit to the playgrounds. Um, you know, Herb and I talk about this all the time. Mm -hmm. um, we coached at Kings Grant Playground, and we've had over 20 uh, from one 9- and 10-year-old team, over 20 guys that's playing Division One. So I think that, um, you know, the playgrounds here, the high school here, um, these coaches do a terrific job getting our kids prepared. Uh, for the next level. And when you look at skill set, there's no one better. I mean, I'll put our skill set positions mm -hmm. towards uh, uh, Texas, you know, versus Florida. California. You know, California. Yeah. I mean, you name it. When you think about the managers, you think about the Cardell Stewart, you think mm -hmm. about the Herb Tyler's, you think about all those names, you know, it comes from a small, you know, we, we don't have much to choose from, you know, and these guys do a great job getting prepared for the next level. No doubt about it. And, you know, it, I think everybody kind of, 
wonders what a situation is like. But uh, right now, what's going on at A&M, a lot of uncertainty. It, of course, this has been going on for a while, but started the season and kind of quieted off. What has what that been like uh, you, from a parent standpoint? Because obviously you get to know these coaches. I mean, it's not just them going to school. They recruit your kids. You, you know, get to know them over the course of the years of time and with the uncertainty. I mean, that, that's got to be somewhat kind of be difficult, not only seeing what, you know, the players and the kids are going through, mm -hmm. but also as a parent not knowing what's going to be going on moving forward. Well, the first thing, it's very emotional. Um, you know, you get a, attached to these coaches, but – um, it's a business, you know, and it's a multi-million dollar business. And at the end of the day, you know, it's all about winning. It's all about putting kids in positions to win yep. and succeed in life, you know. And, you know, when you, you're a coach in the SEC, it's a tough gig. You know, we're all trying to follow Nick Saban. Nick Saban yep. has, has, you know, he's at that top. He's at the ball. Everybody's mm -hmm. trying to be the, Nick, the next Nick Saban. And that's everybody in the country. Everybody. Not just in the SEC. Absolutely. Yep. And that's just, it's a tough task. You look at, <clears throat> you look at A&M. All right. I mean, we dropped that first game against UCLA, and that was tough. And, you know, I don't know. Did that make A&M become better? Because they have performed. They know we've yeah. had some quarterback yeah. issues, mm -hmm. but guess what? It was a young kid who I think is going to be a tremendous quarterback in Kellen Mounds. Mm -hmm. And now you get Nick Starkle back, who's now a more of a passing quarterback that opens up the run, open up some things. But, you know, if – we would have gotten that victory, you That's know. Right. Look where you could have been, exactly. you know. But the, the, I think the AD made it clear, and he said it, you know, it's yeah. time he has to win and win now. And right. I don't know if eight wins are good. It's good enough. Right. You know, exactly. and eight wins and nine wins in the SEC, that is tough to come about, you know. Yeah, I know. That's it's right, man. Coach, look, coming back, you're back in Louisiana. You're normally in Texas around this time of the day mm -hmm. on a Saturday getting ready to watch a little bus play. How does it feel, uh, you know, to get the chance to watch – Little bus in Tiger Stadium here um, in, a, in, a, in a few hours, and um, and to know only it was a short three or four years ago we were sitting here ourselves trying to you know get into the game and, and, and watch a little bit ourselves and kind of hope that these guys would have been recruited by by LSU or whatnot. But now you're coming back in the, in, the, in the old maroon from Texas A&M. How does that feel? Uh, 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 as an enemy right now, because I got on my purple and gold, just so you know. <laughs> well, I tell you, it feels good. Cause you don't deep hide down, it, does it, bro? No, it don't bother me. You know, deep, but you, you, you know he wasn't going to hide it. He can't hide it, you know. But, <laughs> no, he can't. You know, Herb and I coached together and been friends for many, many years. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, I'm a big LSU fan, you know. Yeah. You're from Louisiana. You got you to gotta root for the Tigers. You got to root for the Saints, you know. Right. But today, you know, I do root for the Aggies. I root for my son, and it's 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 a sweet moment. Uh, to see these kids get to this level and be able to perform on this Absolutely. level and do well, you know, so it feels great, you know, it feels good to be with you guys, you know, yeah. uh, sitting up here, you know, it's awesome feeling. There's no place like playing at Tiger Stadium, we know that. I yep. mean, the, the, the feeling here is electric, you know, the, 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 the fans do a great job, and I'm looking forward to having a great game. Let's squeeze in a quick, a, sh a short break. We'll come back, get the bus thought on this Texas A&M team. They really have improved since that first game of the season. First couple of games, UCLA and Nichols has been a completely different ball game, and I think it opened up a lot of people's eyes how tough they played against Alabama when they started getting some respect down the stretch. Mm -hmm. And, then of course, now coming into Tiger State tonight off a victory over Ole Miss. Coming back, count you down to LSU at Texas A&M right here on WWF. And welcome back. The Ohio State Buckeyes keep everything alive. They uh, beat Michigan. The Michigan was going trying to uh, win the game late, 24 down, 24 to 20. But Ohio State gets the ball back and gets a late touchdown to seal it, 31 to 20. Ohio State. Over the Michigan so lucky. Wolverines. So lucky. Much to the pleasement of our own <laughs> Casey Wainwright. We'll call her uh, Garnet Lady today. Yeah, she's we'll call Green her. Lady from 
Newman, our longtime Newman reporter on the Prep Football Roundup. Absolutely. Visiting with uh, Kendall Bussey here talking about tonight's matchup. Uh, who better to talk about A&M than a man that's a uh, young son plays for Texas A&M. And, you know, Buss, we talk about uh, A&M and those first two games, I think it's the kind of what people call the, the dream crusher, that shock and loss. Uh, not that the opponent, because the opponent was favored to beat A&M in that game. UCLA it was the fashion in which UCLA lost, uh, A&M lost, because after being up by up so much. So you kind of get over that, and then they struggled some, but up against a very good Nichols team who almost beat Georgia a year ago. Then after that, they kind of settled down some, right the ship, and then opened a lot of people's eyes when they played tough against Alabama, picked up some wins, and with an opportunity to finish. Uh, you know, well, you win the night, and you win your bowl game, nine wins. What has happened between those first couple of weeks and now to, for this ball club to be playing better at the end of the season? Well, I think the coaches do a tremendous job. Uh, I'm a big fan of the, the coaching staff at A&M. Um, they work very, very hard. Um, I think the, the you know, getting Nick Starkle back, the quarterback, yeah. has really, really, uh, he's, you know, he's a great passer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's, he's big in the organization, you know, going into his second year. He understands the offense. Um, you know, but I do understand winning is important. And, and you know, I look back at uh, Nebraska. Yeah. Okay. So Nebraska had Bo Pelini, who averaged nine wins. Yeah. No one had more wins in a seven-year span uh, except Nick Saban. That's right. Okay. And that wasn't good enough. Yeah. Okay. And so you make a change and you go back backwards to try to go forward. Again. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I, think, I think A&M could find themselves in that position. Mm -hmm. I think that I they're right now. Uh, you know, everybody's impatient. They want to win right now. But mm -hmm. if they give someone a little time, and I know everybody, uh, some of these Aggie fans, gonna have how much time they need, bus. Well, right, right, you know, right. sometimes, you know, injuries. It's a lot of things that come, come into play, play. Yeah. you know, that makes a season, okay? But mm -hmm. let's look. If they win the night, okay, win a bowl game, that's nine wins. Yeah. All right? He's playing 29 freshmen. 29. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, that is a lot of freshmen. Yeah, I give those guys one, playing. two more years yeah. to play. Right. In the SEC, mm -hmm. that's tremendous. And he's winning with that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. these guys. To give you an idea, signing class is usually between about 24, maybe 26 on a large scale. He's playing 29. 29. 29. That's a lot. So, um, you know, I wish they give him a little time. Uh, again, I know it's a business, but I think if they give him time, uh, I think this could be a very good ball club in the years to come. I don't think anyone in, in, I agree. That in the whole, and I'm sure we could point out some people, but most recently has handled all of this with more class mm -hmm. and more and we're mm -hmm. talking about somebody whose family was attacked you know through through the mail and just yep. but he just took the high road and the class act so i mean this is somebody that you know not only just football wise but somebody you won't represent in your university which is he handled everything and had every right to be mad and come off half caught but he didn't which is one of the reasons why i'm, I'm on board with what kendall's saying who else is out there yeah, that, right that, now that's, that's ready and available yeah. if you if you got like okay if you know somebody if you and that's i talked about this when the when the pelicans uh, hornets got rid of coach williams if you got somebody if you know who right. you got or whatever hey uh, then you got a plan but yes, if you, you go get rid of this man and then you're going to go look, no, no, uh, no, no. That, 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 no, I don't believe in that. So if they have a plan and that, that's what they want to do, the higher-ups, look, they, they know way more about it than me. 
But if you if you're gonna get rid of a coach to think you can find somebody better, I don't know who you can think you can go and get if you don't already have somebody in place. In place ready to roll. Just isn't that many people out there. You're right. talking about four already in your own conference. Nebraska is open. We just saw UCLA get filled, mm -hmm. and who knows what else is gonna come open in the mm -hmm. next you know 72 hours or so. So. That, that's a lot of high-profile jobs at one time. Maybe the most high-profile jobs at one time we've ever seen. I agree. Yeah, I've never seen nothing like this. No. Uh, this this been a, this been a, a crazy year, um, and you know, it's been a tough, tough year for a lot of people. No doubt about it. Well, Bus, it's always good to see you. Man, it's great. Everybody, everybody keeps up with the Bus, former okay. West Bank star. Let them know what you're up to these days. Well, right now I'm uh, the vice president of Nissan of Picayune. Uh, I want to throw a shout out to, to all my guys at Picayune right now, the Mossy Store. Um, I told my guys earlier, if you're looking for a new Chevy right now, we have Silverados for nine thousand off MSRP. Yeah, you know, that man's right, always a sale. Off MSRP. That man's always a sale. <laughs> <laughs> always a sale. The models we got ten thousand off MSRP. Titan seventeen thousand off MSRP. When, when you were back in there, the, the, in, in playing though, in those days, uh, any, anything, one game, one, 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 one play, anything sticks out for so many great prep days back then. Man, you know. Uh, the thing when I think about my prep days, I think about Hank Turner. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, the head coach at Ponchatoula High. Yes, indeed. Um, you know he's been uh, he's been a spiritual father, uh, head coach, best friend. Mm -hmm. You know I talk to him probably once a week. Uh, he's just a tremendous man, and uh, anytime I can give a shout out, he's touched so many lives and helped so many kids out here. Um, you know I'm a big supporter of Hank Turner and, and the way he's done business, the way. Uh, he Absolutely. taught us how to do business. Yeah. And, you know, the things I've learned through him from 13 years old to now, uh, I take those things in life. And, and, and it's funny how all those things come together and work yeah. right now. Look, so, football, and I, I agree with you. Football is football is the actual X's and O's and playing is a, a very, very minute part of it. It's all the things you mm -hmm. learn and you pick up with it. The structure, the discipline, the uh, respect for your teammate, the game and so forth. Those things you carry on in life. Just like Kendall said. Bus, always good to visit with you, hey, my thanks man. Thanks for having me. Good luck uh, to you. We appreciate it. Yes, indeed. Sounds good. All right, getting a little taste from uh, Texas A&M, what to expect tonight uh, from Kendall Bus. We will continue. We'll go behind enemy lines next hour and uh, talk to Ben Baby, who covers the A&M Aggies. And we will talk with Brian Lazar, senior writer at TigerBait.com, to get his breakdown. Plus, Herb's keys to the game and the matchups. Between LSU we and Texas, we gotta stop the little bus, there. man. We stop the little bus, we win. That's it. You understand? Coming back, we got a lot more to get to. LSU and A&M, six thirty kickoff tonight, right here on WWL. All right, two hours down and ninety minutes ago, we'll hand things off to the LSU Sports Network at four thirty. But coming up, Ben Baby, who covers the Texas A&M Aggies for the Dallas Morning News, will be with us, and senior writer at TigerBait.com, Brian Lazar, will be with us. Plus, as we do each and every week. Former LSU great Herb Tyler will give us his keys in the matchups. LSU's offense versus the A&M defense and the Tigers defense against the A&M offense and how special teams will play a factor in today's game. All that forthcoming plus your take. LSU and A&M, who is going to win tonight, the Aggies or the Tigers? You can text us at 870-87. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.